Oh, welcome to America's Web Radio. Dave, you didn't give me the sand signal. You missed it. You were, I you, missed uh, it. I must have been uh, deeply into my pod. Yes, welcome to the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. Um, Dave, you know, this was interesting week enough to be involved with the immigration debate. I don't know if you heard it or not, but uh, President Obama did exactly what he was to do on announcing executive action for immigration. Uh, I think we predicted yeah, he knows this. That best. I think we predicted this accurately last week that he was probably going to do nothing at this point um, because he is completely beholden to uh, the politics of the situation and not to the human nature of the situation. So I know Rocky will be here joining me in a second, and uh, I know he uh, clearly wants to talk a bit about this today. If you know what's interesting about this, David, is uh, the reasons why uh, BH gave for not acting on immigration reform, and this was this was. This was I'm going to say I was a little surprised by this. Uh, and I know you're never surprised by anything BH does. Uh, but I was surprised because instead of being honest with American people, and really the best place to see this, David, is on Meet the Press. Now, I know you're a big Meet the Press fan on Sunday mornings, and big Chuck Todd guy. I know you're really disappointed David Gregory left. But Chuck Todd's in now. You're in good shape. Uh, he represents the every man with the goatee. Um, Barack Obama said, well, the truth of the matter is. Now, whenever anybody starts a sentence by saying, the truth of the matter is, I think we have a problem. You can't handle the truth. You can't. You can't, you can't handle the truth. The truth, the truth is, you parties, you fed your dress clothes on the wall. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. <laughs> so if it's all right with you, I'll be happy to take my hat and a simple thank you and walk out the door. Excellent <laughs> Sorry, movie. I, I'm not Excellent really movie. Really, Nicholson at his best. Yes. But we, were, we weren't talking about Nicholson no, at no, his no, best. No, no, no. We were talking about BH at his worst. When he said the real reason why the press was primary among them, he tried to meet the press. Dave, you're a big Who was positive favor? The guy played saxophone. I mean, really, come on. to get something done. What did he say? Here's what he said. It's for the children. It's for the children. But BH wants not to buy something by have a lead for the children. He turns the nose up. It's because of the children. We have to That's a big joke back then. Remember that? It was a joke. Here we are. Now Buck is saying, because of the children, we can't do this. The crisis on our southern border. What crisis? Crisis, exactly. These are the refugees. Sweet. We were up on America's Web Radio. Now you can see our website. David's done a great job with that at immigration.net. But literally blaming four-year-olds for you not doing your job right. four-year-olds right what, what was the context of the of, of the how do you even tie that to the it's their fault i don't how did well, he get he, there? Uh, meet the press well, how did Chuck he, how todd did, goes so why didn't you you know you promised you would act uh-huh you appear not to have kept your promise right so well political di- dynamics of the situation changed because of the uh crisis on our southern border with oh, the children coming in oh okay i got oh, you i got you i'm in yeah, you know, yeah. so just, it's so it's their uh, really fault in coming that we can't do anything about the problem we already we have, have here. and it's not going right. away. That's not going away. Even if you do or don't deal with the with the refugee crisis, right, right, on two, the northern border, two totally separate issues. Blaming your failure to act on a current problem of our own making. You have man, these politicians. They can come up with some stuff. I mean, a current man, problem are good. we caused. You have found a way to blame children from another problem to take yeah. the blame off you. Exactly. I mean, the the arrogance on these guys. It, it, it was, I gotta tell you, it was absolutely uh, stunning 
uh, that he did this today. I mean, yeah. I did it on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, we knew he was going to announce he was going to do anything. I mean, I think we said that last. Yeah, week yeah. I mean, no, no shock uh, there. But I mean, and and really, no shock that he's he's blaming children. I mean, let's. I mean, this is the guy who you know once up he drops bombs on children. So let's not you know. Uh, we're, we're not surprised by that. It's just uh, we just want to point out the hypocrisy and the inconsistency and the broken promises. And you know, I mean, we see every day the consequences of it. I mean, there's no. Uh, I, I was having a discussion with another uh, attorney yesterday. Uh, man, it was yesterday morning I was in court. It feels like it was like two days ago because I had to drive all the way to the Stewart Detention Center yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we, I want to hear all about that. Uh, oh, we'll talk about Thank that. Thank you, Judge. Appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, I was having a conversation with him. Um, I will give him a shout out on the show, but I don't necessarily know if he would. Uh, Want to be oh. <laughs> included in this, but you know the uh, the whole process is it's really and, and I don't ha- I don't necessarily have a problem with this. It's kind of what's happening now um, it, because ICE has finally wised up. They only have the resources to deport so many people, so they have to really exercise their discretion on a lot of stuff. This whole process now is really invalidating and making a mockery of the immigration judiciary. I'm using air quotes when I do that, folks, because well, they're not judges. Well, yeah, they're, well, they're, 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 exactly. They're, they're, they're not judges. How often do we go to court now for somebody who's with his voluntary departure? Which is a which is where the government snookers you into paying for your own ticket yeah. to leave ver- and an order of removal. with the same penalty, oh, right? With the, the same, same penalty, penalty. same so ten year bar. Take an order of removal and then you go right to where the power is to ICE and you request a stay of removal. Uh, you know, one of the judges at uh, the Stewart Detention Center thinks uh, that stays are illegal and uh, we uh, we shouldn't be able to do them. That's why a judge she said that to you. <laughs> no, not to me, but from a source I trust. Uh, direct conversation um, that uh, she she hates them. She hates days. That it's basically making a mockery of what she's doing. This, yes. this is the same You're judge who a- is intentionally <laughs> keeping people in jail by accusing lawyers of not doing their job appropriately, yes. and yet not releasing them on bond uh, yes. when they have no relief. Yes, yes. that same judge. Okay. That same judge. Yes, uh, we want to give her any uh, give that person any airtime. Yeah. Um, but but that's the thing is it. I don't really care that it's making a mockery, but it, but it kind of is. I mean, there's really no having a removal order against. I mean, there's mil, there's probably more than a, well more than a million people that have removal orders against them that are living everyday life with work permits in this country. So why, why not just fix it now? I mean, why not just fix it? Well, it's completely broken system. Looking at BH and his his remarkable propensity for lying. I mean, people thought Bill Clinton lied. Bill Clinton was an amateur compared to this guy. I mean, yeah. at least Bill Clinton was lying about personal stuff. I mean, he was covered up. He was covered up stuff. The crime was in the cover up for Bill Clinton. I mean, that's. What, I mean, nobody cares yeah, what you're you doing. Married, in you married to Hillary, you might be covering that up too. But I mean, you've got a situation where. <laughs> what? Oh, well, one, this, I don't know why you're knocking your president because you're wearing your tan suit. You know, like I'm wearing that tan suit hey, hey, for the series of the golf. I am protesting Barack Obama's take of the game of golf in tan suits. Oh, tan but, suits as baller wear existed well before <laughs> Obama no, I, I, took I, I, office. I, you know, you're talking about Obama and his lies. I, I just I had to crack up the other day uh, watching him, and I don't watch him. But, oh come on, who uh, do? He was he was being interviewed about his statement about ISIS being the JV team. Yeah, well, back in the day, back in yeah. January, yes. And you know, straight face. You know, I am the president. Straight face. I didn't say that. Well, no here's way. The, here's the tape. Okay, they play the tape, and he said, "Well." I really didn't mean that towards ISIL. He calls it ISIL, not Yeah, because they changed their name and wants to recognize their own. I mean, I said, why do we want to come? Just call them bastards. Yeah. So he <laughs> says, uh, you know, I, didn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't referring to ISIL. I was referring to something else. 
they play the damn tape. Is this on Meet the Press, too? Yeah. I know Chuck Todd does that a lot. Um, uh, the new guy, yeah. Yeah, Chuck Todd. Yeah, yeah, I love Chuck Todd. Because that was so something Russell always did. They, they played it, and here he is denying it. He didn't mean it. I mean, he's, he's a lawyer. I mean, I really like Chuck. I mean, to, to be your first interview with the president on your new show is pretty powerful. But he said, uh, Chuck Todd pulled out a flipboard or something and said, these are the five promises you made your State of the Union. Nice. And you've done one barely. What you got with that? What's down with that? Well, you know, Congress has been difficult to work with, and uh, blah, 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 But really, but really, I'm still so pissed off at his actual cowardice. Yep. Uh, or his just blatant. Why did you say, you know what? Blatant I can't I don't do care. this because I think we're losing Democratic votes to Senate. Or just so. say, I don't care. I just don't care that yeah, much. I it's just not. Let's do your second term president. You can do whatever you want. They're just not that important to me. And let, me let me fly around in my plane. And play golf anywhere I want. Well, you know, I'm not gonna, time. I'm not gonna bug the guy about food. We want our presidents out there. So I'm not gonna bug him about the plane. But he doesn't do anything. That's all. Yeah, well, that, yeah, why, but why I'm not gonna bug him about the plane trip. Yeah. If I'm the president, when I'm the president, I'm gonna take any darn trip I want to take, David, yeah. in my freaking airplane, wherever yeah. I want to go. I'm not, I don't really care about Scotland, that. where I'm playing the old course when I'm president. So <laughs> you could have just got them felt all the major courses. That's my plane. That's my. <laughs> but I have um, so this. This all goes back again. Blaming children for him not acting. Mm-hmm. Blaming children. I have a, 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 a young man I respect very much. He's a immigration lawyer in New York. Uh, Brian Johnson and his wife, uh, uh, both immigration lawyers. I always say their name was Amo Amo Achi. I always say her name wrong. Uh, young lawyers in New York, uh, husband and wife team, very passionate about this issue. He's been very deeply involved uh, in the child refugee crisis because so many of these kids have resettled to the New York area. Yep. And uh, he, uh, he'd been working for to get released a young mother and her four-year-old child who were both, both victims of domestic abuse. He wrote this today. Um, I close my eyes and see a little girl only four years old crying hysterically. A man with fury in his eyes approaches her and places hot, a hot clothing iron on her hand. The girl screams and screams and screams. The man then shoves the girl with such force that her head hits the table, knocking her unconscious for a long period of time. Her mother, quietly sobbing, holds her daughter tight but is powerless to protect her from her own father. I open my eyes and realize that this little girl, a survivor of torture, has been in jail in Artesia, New Mexico for more than two months. This girl and her mother, also victim of brutal abuse over years, were days from being deported back to the place they fled just months ago. Fortunately, we temporarily stopped the girl and mother from being deported to certain harm and possible death. But how many other little girls and boys will not be lucky? How many will be that to torture a living hell? Thousands. This is, the, this is the key here. Despite irrefutable evidence, and it is irrefutable, that most of the men, most of the women and children and babies, and there are babies there, jailed in Artesia and Carnes, are eligible for asylum, the Obama administration is moving forward with plans to open a massive 2,400-bed child and baby detention center in Texas. Who jails babies eligible for asylum or even protection on the convention against Private torture? corporations. We do. We do. The Obama administration's capacity for committing horrible acts in the name of perceived political goals is breathtaking and must be stopped. This is why I love this last part. For starters, we should insist that Barack Obama and Jay Johnson be charged with child abuse and neglect crimes, which they continue to commit with complete impunity. Wow. Excellent. I mean, well, let let me just ask you this here. Say uh, I'm going to use the same facts in the other country. We have, let's use Syria. Syrians going into Jordan, 
Jordan, is uh, we need to take a break, but I'm going to pose this question for Professor. Syrians fleeing the violence in their country, and by all accounts, it's basically the same thing that's happening in Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador. Flee to Jordan. Jordan, through its government, allows a private corporation to profit on the detention of those individuals. What kind of outcry do you think we'd have in this country? We'll get the answer when we come back from the break. Si usted tiene problemas con inmigración o asuntos que tiene que arreglar, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Tenemos más de 50 años de experiencia haciendo las leyes de inmigración y defendiendo a los inmigrantes. Llámenos hoy a las 404-816-8611, a las 404-816-8611 o al www.immigration.net. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national. Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. All right, so Rock, your question was... If these things happen in Jordan, uh, refugees from Syria, women and children, let's just women and children, children. And, and Jordan says, you know what, we're going to put you in the detention center, and we're going to guard 24-7, right. we're going to keep you in rooms that are 63 degrees, we are going to um, give you crappy food and bad medical attention. And we're going to pay a private corporation that profits off of this, who has an incentive to, to barely meet your requirements, depriving you of your liberty, um, and we're going to use uh, tax dollars to do it. Yeah, and so what what does the U.S. government say to the government? Um, Stop Get this. your head out of your ass. Stop this. Right. Stop this immediately. Oh, well, let me throw this one in there. Uh, the private corporation has political tie, has tie, political ties to the current administration and, and other bureaucrats within the uh, Jordanian and government. And give millions of dollars. Correct. Donation Correct. Every year to those we, there would be an outrage. CNN would be on the ground there, uh, satellite trucks everywhere, and we would – we, I mean, we'd be calling for the ouster of you know whoever's in charge over in Jordan, and mm-hmm. basically calling it you know a travesty. But when it happens here, no, not travesty. Their fault. They shouldn't come. It's insane. Absolutely. I mean, what, what 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 are we thinking? Well, um, just a few minutes ago on my on a Facebook uh, uh, group I'm part of, uh, a young lawyer uh, posted a picture. She had just finished three weeks uh, volunteering in Artesia. I mean, God bless her. Our good friend Joe Rosen is going down there. Good deal. Uh, good for Joe to do that. Uh, three weeks down in uh, Artesia, New Mexico, where they're keeping these women and children. She said, quote, a, quote, brutal place where rooms are kept at 63, 63 degrees when it's over 100 outside, where children are served undercooked meat, and the medical care is practically non-existent despite almost all the children are suffering from fever, diarrhea, and vomiting. I left in despair. This morning, I took my rage and sadness over our government treatment of children and their mothers and funneled into a 20-minute spot on the radio to, wear, to raise awareness. Uh, it's on Ekam Radio. I've actually posted a link on my, on my Facebook page. You're welcome to go there and listen to it. It's a very, very powerful interview. Uh, maybe we should get Danielle on the phone here in this next week to have her talk about this. But it is, uh, it is remarkable what we are allowing our government to do to children and then blaming them 
for not fixing a broken immigration system mm-hmm. which has nothing to do with these children. These aren't women and children. These are not economic refugees for the most no. part. No. These are literally people, many of them fleeing. For, not, I'm not going to say every one of them, no, okay? No. Many of them are fleeing for their lives. Correct. And the Obama administration, in record proportions, is denying them credible fear. Never, I mean, I will take the credible fear interviews. Now, some will say, some judges I know would say, well, credible fear is completely overstated. People, you know, the 99% grant rate on credible fear interviews. Yeah, because, you know what, I'd rather have a judge make a final decision on asylum than, a, than an officer make a unilateral decision on whether somebody really is afraid or not. Yeah. And now Obama has got like a 60% denial rate on credible fear for these folks who are suffering from PTSD and trauma, many of them physical effects of torture. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you probably don't worry this, but domestic violence uh, was recently recognized by the Obama administration as a ground of asylum in the United States. Because we protect people that are members of what we call a particular social group, and those fleeing domestic violence have been determined to be a member of a particular social group. Although those fleeing gang violence are not, which you can't explain the difference to me yes. at all. Oh, you can't explain um, many of the inconsistencies yeah, in the asylum process. Uh, but uh, just recognize this. But domestic violence, while a problem in the U.S., as evidenced by uh, Captain Moran of the Baltimore Ravens, who sl- not literally knocked out his girlfriend in public in an elevator... Who knows what he's done behind closed doors? If he did that in public, who knows what he's done behind closed doors? Um, is epidemic in these countries, in Central America, where it is commonly accepted that you I mean, beat your it's wife. It's a cultural institution. I mean, it's, it is, it's, it's just the way you treat women. Right. Uh, and uh, and a lot of people are now, and we've had clients uh, that have suffered through this. We have clients who granted asylum on these grounds. Uh, but those are the people we're currently jailing. Without demonstrating, without the government having to demonstrate that there is a better way to track and ensure these people show up for their hearings. Right. We already know that 90% of people now show up for their hearings. Yeah. Half of them have lawyers. If the government simply said, you know, rather than spending $2 million a week, because uh, I, I can't imagine it cost any less than that to house all these women and children in Artesian, Mexico, pretty we're going to hire... You know, a pro, but we're going to hire a government public defender in immigration court, right. and they're going to be a, in, in the 35 immigration courts around the country who can probably pay five thousand dollars a month to, at, at the most, give them government benefits yeah. and, and loan forgiveness, and they're going to take these cases on the. Indi- That's a no-brainer. Hundred percent. That's a no-brainer. Hundred percent. It's a no-brainer case. Yep. Why are we? And, and if they had a lawyer, they know they had a lawyer. They would almost assuredly go to court. Right. And most people go to court even well, even when they don't have lawyers. They know that the way to fix their situation is to to is not to just you know, there, you know there, there was a problem back 10, 15, 20 years ago. People just didn't go to court. Screw it. Right. Now, part of that is the court's fault because people didn't get notice timely. But that that numbers are way those despite what you hear on the net. Those numbers are way way down. You go to court today and you see 45 cases on the court's docket and they're all there. 44 of them are going to be there if not yep. all 45. Yep. They're going to be there. So it's really a remarkable uh, situation uh, with the Obama. I mean, this is a man who literally cares so little about other people that he will put children in jail. Yep. I mean, what kind of person puts children in jail? Really? What kind of people work for a corporation that makes its money by jailing families? I got to tell you that the the moral (laughs) implications of... Of investing in a company like that? I'm telling you. Taking money from a company like that? 
100%. or working for a company like that I got to make your soul cankerous. The moral culpability for working for these places, and I don't care. You know, it, listen, you're just like the, the whole guard at Auschwitz type thing. You're the same, but it's just a question of degree, not kind. You're working for a morally bankrupt corporation that is and, and this is the thing I'm going to get on my soapbox here about CCA and it, the, its cohorts and everything you know they have all these things in their detention centers about oh well you know we're uh, we'd rather you know uh, be the best through a private market for um, for detention so we can spend more money on the government can spend more money on schools and all this other stuff they hide behind this free market thing hey guess what um, it's not a free market it's what's called a um, uh, monopoly uh, because there's only actually it's called a mono- monopsony. There's a couple of sellers. There's only one buyer of detention right, services, right. and that would be well, uh, the government. government yeah. Right? There's yeah, only one buyer. Okay, so it's not a free market, chief. Because guess what? I can't go out and just start detaining people and say, "Hey, yeah. give me money to detain these people." So you're you're hiding behind all this free market rhetoric. Just covers up the fact that you are in a morally bankrupt industry and you make money off of detaining people who are not criminals who are not threats to society we already have a huge problem in this country with detaining people who don't need to be detained for years and you're a company that makes money off of it and you should be ashamed of yourself you should be ashamed if you invest in these companies if you would get a dividend check if you work for them and i don't care i don't want to hear it oh well i'm i live in economically depressed area and i can't find a job and i'm 20 and i'd only be able to work at mcdonald's and these people pay me good okay guess what you pay Basically, sold your soul. I mean, there, there's no other way to uh, to describe what you do. You're morally bankrupt. You're working for a morally bankrupt company, and you know what? You're just the guards at Auschwitz. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm not sorry. <laughs> you bring the Nazi stuff in here again, you know? No, but that's a but, you know, but, but How is it different? Putin of being a yeah, Nazi but how is it? How is it? Know? How is it different? It's just a different can, a question of degree. It's yeah. not a difference. It's not a question of kind. It's a question of degree. But, and, but, but wait a second. These people are breaking the law by coming to the country illegally. Well, actually, they're not breaking the law because they came and sought asylum. Right. That's they, not uh, breaking the law. That's <laughs> within the boundaries of the law. Correct. So people who are obeying the boundaries of the law. Are being punished for obeying the law, right? Rather than because these guys, these women and children, they are not walking through the desert. Right, they're coming they to ports of entry to the port of entry, right. saying, "I am afraid," which is exactly what we want people to do. Right. You know, the whole dynamic of the situation, David, is, is what's so different here is we are not used to having refugees in America. Nope. Well, we're used to bringing people from you know Sudan and 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 Darfur and. Through a lottery. Bosnia through a lottery. lottery to come here. You know, okay, <laughs> you won the lottery, you can be a refugee in DeKalb County. But we're not used to people actually coming to our border and saying, I am afraid I want to come in. Right. Uh, and and thus we, we, we are appalled that 60 whole thousand kids 6, came 000. in. As opposed uh, to the two million overrunning over Syria, overrunning our social safety net. Which they're not entitled to at all. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, uh, so it is really. I mean, Obama is the more the more I talk about this, the more pissed off I get. Yeah. Um, and to quote Herman Cain, not that we have very frequently quoted Herman Cain here, but a, a good liberal friend of mine. Herm. Um, uh, same name as my dad. You know, I, I don't think we had much in common with him. Although he's a big fan of Herman. What, what, did, what, did, what did Herman have to say? Herman said Obama has alienated his allies, and he isn't fooling his enemies. Well, I mean, hey, that's true. I, I don't. I don't think Herman's on the uh, on board with letting him stay. No. Oh no, well, I'm sure he's not. But <laughs> I, mean, I think he points out the obvious. You no, had, ab- you absolutely. You had friends, and of course, there are those who uh, 
love Barack so much that are defending him delaying this, even though they're supposedly immigration advocates. Right. There's somebody else that's uh, Congress. One of those was not my good friend and my favorite president uh, uh, since me. Uh, Le- of course. <laughs> since me, Leslie Holman. <laughs> Leslie uh, wrote a piece about this that I thought was really terrific. Uh, through this decision to delay, President Obama has broken yet another promise to immigrants, their families, U.S. businesses, and the community largely responsible for even him even having a second term. Yep. This president, who has deported more people in five years than any other, who has doubled down on the jailing of women and children, who has tried to gut the protection we have for trafficked children, who has failed to curb the unjustified denial of legitimate business applications or provide promises to encourage entrepreneurship, has now joined the House representatives in profound failure regarding our immigration system. Profound Leslie failure. Leslie Holman, I love you. That Preach. was awesome. But she gets better. She was pissed when she wrote this. And this was something Leslie wrote. I can promise you. This wasn't prepared by anybody else in Ayla. By breaking his promise to exercise his authority this summer, provide some relief from the immigration system's dysfunction, the president has bowed to political pressure to the detriment of many. The businesses that are struggling, idea-generating immigrant entrepreneurs, families waiting to be united, and those whose, li- whose lives... And those whose lives his deportation machine is destroying each day, all of them, all of us, were waiting for him to lead. Even as he declines to act expeditiously, Obama doubles down on his aggressive deportation record by turning his back on our country's moral obligation to provide refuge to the most vulnerable people fleeing unspeakable violence. By consigning families to jails, and rushing women and children to deportation with little more than an impersonation of due process. Wow. Excellent work. Wow, Leslie. You are you are amazing. Yeah. This is a woman who loved Barack Obama, by the way. You're awesome, Leslie. We adore you. Let's take a break here on the American Hour on America's Web Radio. Si usted ha casado con un ciudadano, o tiene problemas con inmigración, o tiene una oferta de trabajo, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Con más de 100 años de experiencia en la ley de inmigración, conocemos la ley y sabemos cómo ayudarle. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611, a las 404-816-8611, o visítenos al www.immigration.net. Listen to America's Voice for Energy. I'm Marita Noon, and each week I'll guide our discussion on a fresh, news-based energy topic, only on America's Web Radio. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. All right, we're back. Uh, Chuck, that was an excellent piece by uh, Leslie. I mean, call, uh, you know, it's crazy when you have, uh, well, it's telling, I should say, when you have a somebody who is a supporter coming out and, you know, saying things like that and, and really just calling a spade a spade. You know, I like the word you use, our moral obligation. And, and make no mistake about it, folks, we do have a moral obligation, not only with the, the, the country that, you know, we've inherited from previous generations, but just moral obligation as, as humans to, uh, you know, 
just look out for people. I mean, it, it, just at a minimum, not make well, their you know, situation I, worse. Well, here's, here's what else she said, which I thought was wonderful. The attempt to deny protection to desperate refugees and the delay on immigration action make absolutely no fiscal or moral sense and are built on questionable political assumptions. The administration's treatment of women and children refugees is leaving a stain on our country's history that can never be lifted. The president's chain of broken promises on repairing or at least patching our broken immigration is a betrayal of all who put their hopes in his leadership. Can you feel her disappointment? She says, I'm disappointed in the president and urge him to reconsider and move fiscally. You can, you can physically feel her disappointment and anger with this. Right. I can picture Leslie in her office in Burlington, Vermont, typing this away. Furiously pounding on the keyboard because she is just so livid uh, at, at this betrayal uh, by by a president is. who cares for nothing other than himself. Period. By the way, he understood. Now he understands that probably was bad optics to play golf right after announcing the beheading of a poor soul over in uh, over in uh, Iraq. Probably, probably bad opt, bad optics. I, I probably should waited until the next morning. Or just, or I should have played coy, in the morning and just done the initial about it. I mean, it's whatever. I, I, you can't say enough about that. I want to actually uh, a couple of comments about this uh, obstructionist uh, Congress, uh, the Republican Party. <laughs> I don't know. The do nothing the, Congress. The, the do nothing Congress. Yeah, they're all. Uh, you know, I'm going to bang on a Republican here, but they're all the same. Okay, and they're all witches. Um, but this is from a. Uh, I want to get this guy's name right. He's a North Carolina uh, representative, first term. Shocker. He wants to be uh, the uh, lightning rod here, Robert Pittenger, and uh, he's. <laughs> Pittenger. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a quote here. He's talking about uh, somebody asked him at a uh, some sort of political rally where I'm sure he was asking for you know thousand dollar donations uh, about the reports that there have been children who've been killed uh, who've been returned recently uh, following their deportation. And his comment is, you know, it's the most egregious, awful crime and a pity. What has happened to these young children? And this is where it gets good. Yeah. But do you want to open up America's doors to the entire world? We can't handle the health care and education today for our own population, exclamation point. We have to be sensible about what we, our system, can manage. So you put and you send back. Okay, let me unpack it here. First, it's amazing. Well, you know what's amazing is you can just vomit <laughs> just that vomited sentence piece of information, and it requires and 20 minutes to address how, how ridiculous it is. wrong and factually wrong and, and right. correct. And you'll have his supporters there just cheering you, thinking he's you know the greatest thing ever. But, yeah. uh, first off, Mr. Pinger, Representative Pinger, uh, <laughs> the entire world is not coming. Okay, and they don't want to come. <laughs> exactly, the vast majority of people are fine where they are. Okay, sixty thousand. We did a show a couple of weeks ago, uh, maybe two months ago now, comparing the numbers here with the numbers from the Mario boat lift in the eighties. This is a drop in the bucket. We can absolutely absorb it into our populace with zero repercussions. Second off, okay. those are actually criminals, by right. the way. Men Correct. Are criminals. Correct. Uh, so, second off, at first, everybody's not coming, so stop saying that. Second, healthcare and education. What well, we talk about it all the time on this show. Any problem you have, negative externality associated with immigration that concerns the social safety net is a problem with the social safety net it's a problem with the welfare system not the immigration system don't conflate the two none of these people and none of the other undocumented immigrants that you hate mr pinger are able to secure welfare benefits okay that's the dirty little secret for all you cats they can't just come in and get welfare and any problems associated with with their u.s citizen kids getting it that's a problem with the welfare system so stop Stop using this red herring to get people all on your side, okay? So what do we do? Can't handle them. Put them on planes. Send them back. If they die, it's awful. It's tragic. It's tragic, okay? But 
That's your solution. Put them on planes, send them back where they're going to be beaten, possibly killed, people taking hot irons to people, referencing mm-hmm. what you yep. wrote earlier. I mean, that that's your solution, bro? Okay. Let's put just send them all back. Let them stay here. Figure out how we can help them. It's not going to strain our system. It's not going to I – mean, listen, our school's paid for, Chief. You, you reference the education. How are schools paid for? Schools are paid for with property tax and sales tax. Guess what? If you're undocumented, you're paying some sort of property tax unless you're living on a bench, okay? And you're paying sales tax because last time I checked, when you go to a gas station to buy a Coke, you don't get the oh, illegal immigrant price. You get the same <laughs> price everyone else gets, okay? Off soapbox. I, I see you're a little animated about I get this, so angry when people conflate the welfare system and the immigration system. I'm no fan of the welfare system. No, I mean, there are so many problems with it, but the immigration problems are not being caused or immigration, undocumented immigration isn't causing welfare problems, okay? Two totally separate issues. There are some negative externalities that overlap, but stop conflating the two because all you're doing is confusing people who are too ignorant to find out what the truth is. They can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. Who's going to see on that wall? You, Lieutenant Weinberg. <laughs> you need me on that wall because deep down at play parties, you don't talk about it. <laughs> I can go on and on. It's, it's an awesome thing. It's great. Uh, so, David, here, here we go. So what's going to happen now? So now okay, we've, we've gone off on, on BH uh, for a better part of uh, 40 minutes here, and we realize the bottom line is we're not the president. No, we're not. We're not the president. We, we literally – we are powerless to get Congress to work on it. They're not going to work on it. I mean, they're only in session for how many more days after today? Nine days before the election? Mays have had a ton of money. Uh, I could probably influence the people. I, I, think, no, I think you could. <laughs> I think you, you think can. So? What has Mark Zuckerberg been able to do with, with, uh, with millions of dollars? Nothing. That is true. Nothing. That is true. Money is not solving this issue. Well, no, I'm saying politicians. Uh, no, well, <laughs> you know, because ideology yeah. has stopped it in uh, the House. Exactly. And exactly. Obama doesn't care. Nope. Doesn't care. He thinks that by stopping, by him not doing something and saying, well, I'll consider it after the election. Now, first of all, what difference does that make? <laughs> yeah, why, really? why is it more deserving? So if I was going to run against Kay Hagan in North Carolina because she's going to support a Barack Obama who did pass, did create reform, or will do it, what difference does that make in the eyes of the voters? Who is now going to vote for Kay Hagan, who wouldn't have voted for her before, right. if Obama had done something? Nobody. I mean, really, it's yeah, just called it suspect <laughs> political exactly. motivations. Nobody is suspect. changing the way they vote or support based on somebody's action or inaction on this issue, which gets us back to the point we always bring up. This is the biggest political win of the century. It is. It's if you can just get behind it yeah. and stop grandstanding about non-issues, about the whole, you know, to go back to Pinter, just a minute, I mean, he talked about how uh, the, the reason that they don't want to fix the problem is because they don't want a pathway to citizenship. Hey, guy, there's already a pathway to citizenship for permanent residents in this country. There's no special pathway for them. The Senate's bill had a pathway to provisional residency, which would eventually lead to permanent residency and citizenship way down the road. That's if they care. We're talking 10, 15 years down the road. You guys are making political calculations for the, this fall's election. Are you kidding me? You're trying to – you're worried about what's going to happen 15, 20 years from now from the demographics. And again, like we've said before, the Republicans will cease to be – they already pretty much have. But they will cease to be a force in national and regional politics if they don't get their, you know what, out of their, you know. <laughs> well, you know what I'm waiting to, for to, to, to here, move on this. Now here's the deal: Reince Priebus, who was the, who is still the RNC chair, and was the RNC chair when 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 Romney lost two years ago, did his autopsy report. So we've got to be better on Hispanics. 
everybody's ignoring that. Yep. Everybody thinks they can bash Hispanics and immigrants again and get votes. Now, I think, my prediction, Dave, can I, you, might, you have my, my political predictor out here, you can write this down. Crystal ball. Is that the Democrats will retain the Senate. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be now, any substantive change in, if in the If the Democrats the retain the makeup. Senate, well, the Republicans should have gained the Senate. Uh, first of all, Priebus should be fired. Second, will that finally be enough for them to, for them to say, my gosh, we've got to stop being stupid on immigration and get right. these people to vote for us? But you know what? I don't think it will. The only thing that would change that is by Obama doing nothing, he has pissed off enough Hispanic voters that simply, not about Republican, they're just not going to show up. It's not showing up. Right, exactly. Which means if they don't show up, you can win with fewer votes. They could do something and crush the election, though. That's what I don't get. They could just reverse on this issue and say, we've been idiotic about it. We're going to fix it. And w- to the victor goes the spoils, and they would literally crush in the next. Especially election. now, especially yeah. now, that Barack is, yeah. has labeled the Democrats he can't as we, come back we've been and fooling claim credit. Exactly. If they step forward and say, "You know what we're going to do? We're going to win the Senate. We're going to the first and Bain will be stupid not to do this, and right. McConnell will be stupid to do this. We're going to come out in the first hundred days. We're going to put up Barack Obama's desk an immigration reform Solution. plan that's going to fix the border. Yep. That's going to have interior enforcement. Yep. That's going to fix uh, uh, have a pathway to legalization, and we're going to make that happen in hundred days. Yep. Bam. They, they would, would literally, the they would crush next presidential election they too. On that, that alone, they would do that. They would, they would crush because next Obama has now has finally sufficiently alienated people that were voting for him and reelected, as Leslie pointed out. And that but will the GOP do that? Not a chance. Nope. Not, a chance. Not one Not chance. chance. Their dislike of brown people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's even more than that. It's, it their is more fear than that. of immigration. Yep. You know, their fear. Well, it's whether, fear. Let's, let's it's say if, if all, if all the Latinos turned into Asians tomorrow, <laughs> it would be the same thing. Yep. It would be the same thing. It's just people. If they all turned into Canadians, yeah. maybe they wouldn't be the same thing. Yeah, I don't think it would be the same. Um, you know, <laughs> but here's the problem. Now, now you've got uh, a problem with there not being enough low-skilled workers in the economy. Shocker. Now, the unemployment rate is down to 6.1% or 6% or whatever it happens to be. And we know it's probably higher. It's probably 10 or 12. But And I've got friends that are highly educated that have been looking for jobs for a year and a half. But that's more a function of, I think, age discrimination than it is for some of these guys. And, and talent, updated talent, as opposed to there not being jobs out there. Because you can go to monster.com and all these. I mean, there's tons of jobs out there. Yep. There's lots of jobs out there. But every... Fast food place, every landscaping company, every there is a shortage of workers right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this article out of the Houston Chronicle said this really interesting fact: in Texas, more than half of the construction workers are illegal. Wait, what? More than half of the construction in in the great state of Texas, um, and this is in Houston, for example, which has a blasting economy. Uh, literally, wages are up. There's no minimum wage jobs no. in Texas uh, for these free types of jobs. Right, and these just really fast. All these people that think that you, when you see these construction crews out there, you know, you think they're getting a dollar a day or two dollars an hour. There's a lot of these cats are making fifteen, twenty bucks an hour. You know, it's funny. I, I mean, they're not I, getting I take help. advantage. Of it. I, I will come out on the air and say, I needed help in my house about. Uh, six months ago, a couple of trees don't come get, down. Don't get fired. A couple of trees come down, and uh, so I, I knew uh, one of my clients who had a visa. Uh, he's actually he has a U visa. So he's legally here. He's working. I said, I need, I'm, Martin, I need help uh, clearing up these trees and cleaning it up. Said, well, I got guys that come do that. Okay, well, his, his contract is not my problem. And I thought, I thought, okay, ten bucks an hour. You know, that's kind of the going rate, right? Not a chance. Nope. Thirty bucks an hour for them to come out and clean up the mess from those trees. 
Thirty bucks and, an hour. Those prices are more market based than anything you'll see because that is direct consumer producer yeah. meeting in the middle. Yeah. There's no minimum wage law or any yeah. of the regulatory nonsense you have to deal with. Hey, that's the deal. I mean, so I'm paying these guys two hundred fifty bucks a day for eight for for ten hours of work. Yeah, you know, nine 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 hours of work, two hundred bucks yeah. a piece to clean out these trees. Hey, wow! That's that's the market. It was work. nine trees that fell down. So that's the market at work. It is just stunning. Well, you know, at the end of the day, the situation we have here is we're not fixing the problem. Let's come back uh, for our final segment here on Immigration Air on America's Web Radio. Soy Charles Cook, el jefe del grupo de abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Estoy en su lado. Con más de 20 años de experiencia con la ley de inmigración, conozco cómo ayudarle. Sé la ley y sé que alguna gente podemos ayudar. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611. A las 404-816-8611. O visítenos en el internet. www.immigration.net. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to America's Web Radio. Um, uh, you know, we were... Um, We've been spending a lot of time talking about uh, uh, the BO on this. Um, BO. Uh, and th- there, what's interesting is there are those in the Democratic establishment who are saying this. This is actually from uh, the plumb line in Washington Post. Immigration is still a huge problem for Republicans. Okay. But it's no longer an asset for Democrats. That's, that's, that's yeah. Um, at the end of the day, um, uh, I, I do think Obama will do something after the election okay. because now he has no choice. He can't have any excuse whatsoever after the election. He's got nothing left. Right, nothing left uh, because the House is not going to change its makeup. Right, the Senate, whether it does or not, it's irrelevant because the the Senate's not going to have sixty members of the GOP. Right, therefore the Dems will filibuster anything anything relevant. Uh, anything gets on the president's desk will have to be a compromise. And uh, no, but here's my one concern. Let's say. Uh, that uh, the, the GOP does control the Senate, and they say we're going to pass a bill. Can they get, you know, let's say they've got 44 members, 54 members, 53 members, can they get seven or eight Democrats to join them on an immigration bill that's enforcement first for guys up for re-election in 2016? Yes, Probably they can. So. Which means there's a strong possibility something gets on the president's desk that has a lot of bad stuff in it. Right. A lot of bad stuff. Would he sign it? I think he would. You think so? Clinton did. Just to get something done? Uh, I think he said, well, you know, it's the best we we can do. And and guess what? I'm I'm not a prophet, folks, but 
20 years down the road, it'll make the situation worse. If it's all, if it's the same thing that happened in 96, well, they will make it. 96 was already bad in 97. Right. We read that last week. It was already bad in 97. So the, It will call if it's If this is not some sort of comprehensive solution and is basically designed to placate the enforcement and, and secure the border crowd first, okay, it's going to make it worse. There may be some short-term relief, but the situation, the situation will become worse sooner rather than later, and we will be right back here, except worse, 10, 15 years down the road. It is it is too bad that we remain in that situation. Yep. Um, if people just realize, listen, this is, the, you know, we, we, we say it all the time, I say it all the time, please. Immigration is an economic issue primarily and should be addressed as such. And what is it about? It is about the free mobility of labor. We have the free mobility of capital, folks. What? Why can't people get it through their heads? The free mobility of labor makes everyone better off. Well, just address it as the issue is. I, I, I'm just reading my Twitter feed here, and you know how w- – w- again, David, to recap earlier in the show, why did Obama not act on immigration reform now? It's the children, right? They, that's okay. their fault. Okay. Staying children. Right. Jay Johnson, Homeland hey, Security hey. Secretary, said Monday, the worst is now over on the humanitarian crisis on the southern border. We deported Bam. them all. Undercut those bad boys. <laughs> Um, and uh, the number of unaccompanied children apprehended coming to the U.S. has dropped to its lowest level in, in one and a half years. Solved. We deported everybody. So um, so this reason Obama gave for doing this is undercut by his own Secretary of Home Security a day after he said it. A day after he said it. I love politicians. Oh, man, this is just absolutely John Stewart something. needs to get a hold of that. I think John uh, can do something outstanding uh, you know, with that. Uh, it is really <laughs> unbelievable. Really unbelievable. Um uh, so Obama's rationale for uh, uh, for not moving is undercut within what less than twenty four hours uh, uh, by his own, by his own uh, uh, Secretary, Secretary. Yeah. by the guy who's in charge of the uh, the removal machine. Yeah, basically saying, "Hey, the, the problem solved, folks. They're not here anymore." Uh, Mr. Obama, um, what what are you talking about? Uh-huh. The the, the kids are not coming anymore. So how are they? Uh, how are they messing up your strategy? Oh, you didn't know that. You're not informed enough because you're out playing golf or something. I mean, hey, yeah, I can't clown on the golf because I think I wish all politicians would uh, play more golf and uh, meddle less in the economy. So, um, yeah, I, I can't clown on that. But uh, do you have anything else you want to talk? Because I have one you, thing I, I want to bring up here. David's gonna love this. He's gonna kick me off the air as soon as he reads this. Folks, Al Jazeera is a Al Jazeera is a legitimate news gathering organization. Folks, they're just like any other editorial. They have their own agenda, just like CNN does everything. But by and large, they get the facts right on a lot of stuff. And this is kind of goes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier in the show with uh, you know what would we do if uh, this humanitarian crisis was being handled in Jordan uh, with the Syrians the way we handled for Central Americans and Al Jazeera you know they have a really uh, this excellent commentary here. it's titled Fleeing Central America's Killing Streets and basically just point out I wish more people were aware of this fact that we, we've talked about it on the show this is one of this is one of if not the most violent areas of the world the highest murder rates per capita in the world are in the Northern Triangle of Central America El yeah. Salvador okay and it didn't, that didn't happen overnight and there's a root cause to that problem and a big factor in how this came to be is our meddling this country's meddling in the affairs of those nations uh 
late 70s, early 80s, or all, and all through the 80s, and coupled with a horrible deportation policy that started in the, you know, that ramped up in the 90s after the Civil War. We basically intervened in these countries uh, in, in what were civil wars, uh, threw a bunch of arms in there, and uh, when it was over and there was no longer the, the great communist threat, um, we said, hey, we're leaving. And what happened? They civil wars picked up, and uh, you basically well violence picked up, and basically you have gangs that were you know mo- people were marginalized during these civil wars, and people that were criminally deported in the in the eighties. They basically run these countries now. And I think it's time that more people in this country recognize that we you know we essentially caused this problem, and we need to act to fix it. And the way we fix it is not by just deporting all these kids. Okay, it's by saying, hey, maybe we shouldn't intervene in the affair. And, you know, this is going to carry over in all kind of other stuff. I mean, it's no different with ISIL, ISIS, and Iraq. Sometimes you got to let people fight it out. Otherwise, your inter your short sighted interventions. Just cause problems down the road. You know, it's, it's Afghans would always tell you this phrase. Uh, you know, uh, Americans have watches, but we have time, mm-hmm. and and that and that that's what happened. We all do. You know, this is a problem that we caused 10, 15 years ago, or 20, 30 years ago at this point, and now it's coming home to roost. And more people should be aware of that, and they really aren't. This is this is not something that just uh, people just started killing everybody in, in Central America. This has been happening for a while, and we bear a lot of the blame. Oh, I agree. I mean, and, and and at the end of the day, folks, you said it last week, Chuck. What's this all about? All about drugs. I mean, it's that that part of the world is completely controlled by the drug trade at this point. And and as a consuming nation, listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get on a soapbox and talk about moral culpability associated with consumption of drugs or anything because I don't necessarily believe that there is. But at the end of the day, as a consu- as the consuming nation, we bear a as a as the consumer nation that prohibits it, we bear the blame because we're the ones causing all this violence associated with it. And all it is is criminal gangs. They profit off smuggling people. They profit off smuggling drugs, smuggling guns, smuggling money. Guess what? Stop making stuff illegal that people want. One, coming to the U.S. to work. B or two, drugs. People want them. You're not going to stop them by prohibiting. Guns, people want them. Money, people want them. Stop prohibiting stuff that people are going to do regardless because all you do is empower criminals. You know, this whole idea of, of legalizing drugs is a fascinating uh, one. It's obviously been a big libertarian thing for many years. But uh, there is no way that Congress is ever not going to is, is gonna legalize it. It's not going to happen. No, but it, I, I think it will happen at the state level. Uh, like you see Colorado, Washington, I think that it will just get to the point where the where there won't be the federal funds to uh, – it will end up being like prohibition. I mean, prohibition, you had – I mean, it's – yeah, they realized that stuff. mistake within a decade, though, didn't they? I mean, that, that yeah, didn't take them long that, at all. I think that once states realize that there's money to be made in it, they can tax it. Uh, I think that the states will carry this issue forward. And well, here, here's my question: Why, why don't the states level? tax it now? I think they're well on their way to. I mean, really, why don't they tax it now? Just because just because it's not legal doesn't mean you can't tax it. Well, I mean, how? And then you, you go after people. Oh, you got convicted. Oh, you were in possession of marijuana. Did you pay your tax? Where's your tax on that? Oh, yeah. where's, where's your, your tax on it? Your fla- I'm it's sorry. like with firearms. You have to pay all kind of state. You have to pay. Where's your tax on that? I'm sorry. Like so we're going to charge you possession it's, of it's, marijuana it's, it's, and failure to pay income tax, uh, yep. sales tax on your purchase of those listen, illegal drugs. Listen, I say it all the time. Illegal. I know we're totally off the immigration topic. But I say, say it all the time. Illegalized drugs. Walmart's going to sell it. Nobody can compete with Walmart. And if you think Walmart would sell it, you got another thing coming. Walmart's in the business of moving weight cheaply. Okay, that's what they do. You know, it's. Uh, I, I want to close on a positive note. Yes, kind of a positive, positive note. note. Um, Truett Cathy died yesterday. And uh, I think Truett Cathy was a fine example of what it means to be a believer. And somebody who didn't just believe, 
but actually lived his beliefs. Uh, people like that are far from between, David, and uh, uh, I, I bet you he is welcome to God's arms today. A good, good man. Uh, you know, many people know what he did uh, did this, but uh, if you became an Eagle Scout and you sent uh, this to True Kathy, he would send you his book about how to be successful and hundred bucks. People know that. Talk about putting all three of my all three boys got his book in hundred bucks. It's a very cool guy. Very cool guy. Uh, so that's it on this week's in America on this week's Immigration Hour. Uh, tune in next week. Tell all your friends. David, we're downloading lots of people. People know who we are because after all, this is the most listened to podcast on immigration in the known universe. Until next week is Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio.